this is Wicked Spursy. Mike, Steve, and Dave. Mikey Blinders, how you doing, buddy? Mikey Blinders. Uh, I'm still going to be Mikey Blinders to you, aren't I? As long I'll as, as, as that stash is, as long as that's curling up, brother, you are you are the blinder. <laughs> I'm great. Uh, I just had a nice little workout, and um, and uh, it was a long day at work. Uh, I had a case, an emergent case that wasn't expected. So that took um, seven and a half hours. Did you just count on your fingers? <laughs> No, yeah, 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 because I was trying to like, okay, uh, what time did I come into work? What time did we actually start the case? And then what time did I leave? So seven hours, seven and a half hours. That was a long case. Um, you know, saved a life. So nice. that's good. Yeah, always, yeah. always good. Yeah. So uh, outside of that, uh, you know, not not much really uh, going on in my life. Uh, my daughter just started uh, volleyball. That was a fun event. I've never been to an actual like volleyball game. I don't know the actual rules of it. Um, I uh, got to see my son play two consecutive games uh, Friday and Saturday, which was wonderful. His toe is finally healing up uh, from that vicious uh, turf toe stubbing in- injury that he had with the yeah. with the toenail bleeding underneath the skin. Uh so he's not fully recovered from that. You can tell there there were a few times where he tried to put his foot through the ball and he was like, ooh, you know, but that's okay. Um, we're getting ready to go outside next week, which is fun, uh, Very nice. especially with all the snow we're going to be getting. Um, and he's got a tournament down in Massachusetts, so it should be uh, a, it should be a, a, a nice balmy uh, 48 degrees and windy in Massachusetts uh, come, come the tournament next week. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> but other than that, man, like life has been pretty good. Life, I can't complain. I will, but I can't. I Given the opportunity, we, you will. Yeah, we know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mike, you, you don't know this about me, but um, I'm going to make a middle school volleyball connection for you. So when I first start, when I first started teaching, I was a middle school teacher and uh, the principal's like, yeah, um, we have a middle school uh, girls volleyball coaching job and we need a coach willing to take it, you know, when you're a 22 year old kid uh making no money looking to you know be a coach of some sort i was like sure i'll coach volleyball and i had an extra an extra thousand dollars yeah i had played volleyball i'd played beach volleyball but i knew jack squat about coaching volleyball so i literally went to this place called barnes and noble um which used to exist it still still does in some places and i bought i bought a coaching volleyball for dummies book no lie like the actual four dummies version (laughs) and uh then i realized like I knew nothing about coaching girls and I wasn't prepared for the fact that it's, it's a little bit of a different ball game, no pun intended, right? Like it's the same sports, but, but, but the approach you might take with a bunch of guys is slightly varied um, with a bunch of girls, but it was an absolute blast. I did that for three years, had an incredible time. They were just hardworking girls who just hustled and wanted to want to learn and get better. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So you got that to look forward to a lot of fun. I, I mean, I found it pretty interesting, you know, my daughter did uh, before COVID. She had picked up um, cheerleading straight off. Like first day, they made her a flyer because she was little, right? Fifth grader, just little. And then COVID happened, and she just lost interest in it. And I was, we're trying to get her to you know branch out and do some other things. 
and uh of course she's stuck with her cross country she's good at she's good at that she's got long legs she got a good stride so she can run but we want her to get into other things and she was like i want to try volleyball and uh that's a big thing now in the high school sports and i think maybe she went to visit a high school and she saw yeah you know they have volleyball so she tried it out and uh my god if she isn't actually pretty good at it this, you know? this is your your daughter this is who yeah. we're talking about yeah interesting man I she's don't know an artsy artsy it. creative little girl and your wife, uh, your wife must be an athlete man that, that's impressive shit. she uh yeah she, my wife was uh yeah first team all-state athlete you know nice in, like three different sports you know so I was I was messing with you, but you you took me out there. So good job. I, I did. I had to. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I have to give Amy her props when uh, when it's deserved, even when it's not deserved. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There it is. Wise man. Wise man. Stevie, how you doing, bud? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, aside from wishing it was you know later in the week than it is. You know, recording this on a Monday, and I'm sitting here like shit. It it ought to be Thursday at this point. Um. I, I won't bore uh, our, our listeners with the details of my quite intense, stressful work life, but I will share a fun anecdote that I know you guys will appreciate. So over the last couple of nights, you know, I, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, man, you know, my knees are really fucking sore. Like, what's the deal with that? And it got to the point where I was like, I, I got to Google, like, is there something like, am I sleeping wrong? Like what's going on there? And it's like, oh no, this is just something that happens when you get old, you get a little bit of arthritis building up and certain joints. It's like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, or stop sleeping on your knees. I don't sleep on my knees. <laughs> um, stop trying to slide across your, your flooring when somebody <laughs> scores a goal, right? That, that doesn't work either, Steve. It's just, you know, it's, it's one of those things you, for those of you who might be even younger than me listening to this, at some point, your body's just going to say, hey, you know what? Fuck you. Enough you know what? is you... enough. <laughs> yeah. Mike, um... you, remember, you remember a few weeks ago when Steve said he was catching up to us? He might actually be catching up to us, I think. <laughs> I think I see it happening as we speak. He's already just... a grumpy old man, so I mean. <laughs> it's it's I'm he's pretty halfway grumpy. there now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, we had, uh, I, I dropped my son off at school this morning, and uh this kid was already being picked up, you know, it's eight in the morning, you know, there's hardly any time for anything to have happened. But uh, <laughs> so the story is, apparently, this kid's dad dropped him off at daycare and left without saying a word. And this kid has to be like four or five years old, you know, right at the, the high end of that preschool class. Um, smart enough and knowledgeable enough to know that if somebody says, hey, are you feeling okay? He can respond with, no, I'm sick. So that's what he did. And the school had to immediately call and get somebody to come pick him up. Um, so when I got there to drop uh, to drop my son off, you know, the kid's guardian, you know, not the dad was there picking him up and they were having this conversation about, oh, well, when can he come back? And, you know, all that stuff. Cause there's so many rules. Um, around you know sickness in in schools um and they're having this conversation i'm getting isaac's stuff all you know squared away in his cubby and whatnot and then she makes this comment like oh just so you know um his father's gonna call about this and it's like well, what the fuck's he gonna say like fucking douchebag dropped this sick kid off at school to get everybody else sick like absolutely no sympathy and you could tell that the teachers in that classroom were like oh it's gonna be one of these guys all right whatever dude like <laughs> go ahead bring it on love love to talk to dad let's let's hear what he's got to hand over to us right 
Absolutely. But uh, I was just glad that, you know, the kid at least has a good head on his shoulders and was able to say, hey, you know, I, I got to tap out already. Like, this is this is enough for me. Uh, or he's I, a buddy and scam artist who's already learned how to game the system and, and get out of things he doesn't want to be a part of, yeah, right? You know, well, Young Ferris whatever. Bueller. As, <laughs> yeah. as, the risk has been mitigated to my own kids. So whatever path that one wants to go down is fine as long as, you know, I don't have to worry about my kid getting sick because of it. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Mike, what are you, you preparing like a uh, meat and cheese tray there? What, what, what are you doing? A charcuterie. Charcuterie? It is a, a, a delicious Macintosh apple and uh, oh, yeah, and uh, some sharp uh, cheddar cheese from Cabot. Classic, classic little Vermont snack there for Mike, huh? I need uh, I need a healthy snack instead of eating a, a giant plate of spaghetti, which uh, I want to eat that's upstairs. Um, so I'm going to have a healthy snack, which is uh, a little protein after the workout and uh, some nice healthy sugar. I made this killer mushroom and leek cream sauce last night that was just out of this world. So Steve doesn't do talk about food very often. No, on top of that, I know he's a cook and I know he can cook. He never shares pictures of his food with us. Yeah, I'll I'll send you a picture. I'll send I mean, you Steve, you're, you're kind of boggling my mind right now because I'm a, I wouldn't call myself a good chef, but I can make something out of nothing. You know what I mean? Like if, if I've just got random things, I can pull something together. You'd be like, yeah, that's pretty good. But never in my life have I thought, yeah, I'm going to make a mushroom and, and leek cream soup tonight. Like that has never even crossed my mind. It sounds delicious. It but... was actually a sauce that went over spinach spaghetti. Sorry. That my son you, picked you out. said sauce. You did not say soup. My bad. My yeah. bad. Spinach spaghetti. Spanish yeah, spaghetti. it's his favorite. It, he calls it the big spaghetti or the big noodles, big noodles. The big uh, noodles. Yeah. <laughs> and we, you know, we get the spinach one because then too, we can at least pretend that he's getting yeah. some vegetables too. <laughs> Reasonable call. You guys know, you know what? This this conversation we're having is a lot more fun than talking about English football. I just realized that in this moment. I'd actually and rather this do is this. where we transition to I'd, I'd rather do this for the next 50 minutes. Podcast. Right. I'd, <laughs> They're talking hey, about at, at spinach half, spaghetti. At least half of the games that happened over the last week were positive, I guess. <laughs> were, were they? Were they? Go, go ahead, Steve. Let's hear it. Make me feel good. I don't know that I can. I mean, <laughs> we won 3 1, right? Like, that's a positive. Fraser Forster saved a penalty. That's a positive. The fact that we didn't put that game to bed uh, and just you know, shut up shop. That is a little bit sketchy to me. I mean, this is not a great way to instill confidence, um, but credit words do. I mean, they needed to bounce back after probably the worst showing uh, of, I don't know. I I say every miserable, it wasn't even a loss draw Um, going out of the champions league on a whimper. That was just fucked. Um, and it was nice to have some kind of a response to that. But, man, we really got to do better about closing these games down. If that had ended 3-2, that would have been a huge disappointment. The fact that we let him back in at all is disappointing. Um, but there were some there were positives. Like I said, Fraser Forster, he stepped up uh, in this game. He had a great point-blank save um, even before he saved the penalty. He didn't really have much else to do, but 
our, our attacking options looked bright. Sun looked like he was back on form. Richarlison looked like he was eager to uh, <laughs> give Conte the finger and do something with his uh, start. Unfortunate not to get the goal, but he did uh, come up with an assist at least. So pretty solid outing. Skip continues to be just one of the best prospects we have. I mean, th- that guy, his distribution over the weekend was just immaculate. He was spraying those balls, long balls across the field. They were just picking up their targets like perfectly each time. And he's young too. Like he's he's got plenty of room to still grow into it, but it's performances like that where you can understand why people like, like Jose Mourinho had said he is future Spurs captain. He has got everything in his toolkit to be successful at the club. And that... I think in and of itself is probably the biggest positive to take away um, from the last two games. Skip just being as immense as he has been. Mike, you got a response to Steve's uh, more positive than I would anticipate analysis. Well, you asked for positivity. Uh, I did. I asked you to make me feel good. You did. You did pretty well. Did pretty if I well. wanted to make you feel bad. I would have just talked about Milan the whole time. You're you're like the Alistair Gold of the, of the podcast. Like he turned on a dime. Like it was the it was the sky is falling, Alistair, and then all of a sudden Conte's got fire in his belly, and you know it's going to be good. Mike, what do you think about all this? Okay, so fun game. It was fun to watch. It really was. This te- this team came out, and right off the bat, Richarlison, boom, uh, and everybody on the planet, or at least five people, uh, believe that I hate Richarlison. Um, <laughs> I want at least people. who are those five people? Steve's uh-huh. one. I don't think that. Steve and the Green Mountain Spurs. Um, okay. Mike has specifically <laughs> come out and said, I dot, 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 hate him. No, I'll, what I said was, <laughs> what I said was that he had a pretty, he didn't have, like everybody was like praising him for being the game changer and all this. And and honestly, I thought he, like after that first goal that got called off, which by the way, it was not fucking offsides. We he can talk not. about that after. Yeah. Um even my wife said not offsides. No, I mean, even the way you draw that line, like what is up with the fucking angles? Right. Have you ever, there's, there, uh, we'll talk about that after, but the, the, <laughs> I didn't think he was that amazing. Sure. Steve took the piss out of me in the chat because I, because he was like, well, he, oh, he, you know, he earned the penalty. And I was like, what the ball, Harry Kane, nutmeg to dude to get the ball in his general direction and he just ran onto it it's not like he like fought to earn that penalty he just ran onto the ball he happened to be the guy and lucas mora could have been that guy lucas mora wouldn't have been that guy uh, you never know he, he loves to run. dribble he loves to dribble and get balls where there are dudes right in front of him or he'll find that person <laughs> Mike, can I can I just interrupt i've been hearing a little chicago coming out in you tonight i've heard you say he went to get that ball and move on to the guy. Hey, he said Lucas Moore. I could have done that. I, I'm hearing a little something come out of you. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Like well, it. you know, it's it's my newfound love for uh, for our friend Jake. But um, tied for the lead in uh, in uh, Major League home runs in spring training, yeah. at least in in Arizona. For what it's I mean, worth. if if that doesn't get if that doesn't get him the nod, you know, uh, as at least a utility dude. At least. Anywho, anywho um, yeah. So I didn't think Richarlison did anything super out of the ordinary that Decky couldn't have done. I know his skill set's a bit different. Um, he's more of a striker, straight striker than, uh, you know, a, a forward wing. But <clears throat> quite honestly, like, 
he didn't, he was good. I'm not going to say he wasn't good, but he wasn't like overly super impressive. Like all those guys were praising him for second half. That's a whole different fucking story. That dude, you know what it was too, is like, it was a pissing match between him and Conte and whether Conte wants to say that, Oh, he wasn't, he wasn't criticizing me. Uh, he was criticizing himself for having a shit season because of all of his injuries. It, that's bullshit. You know, he was criticizing Conte. Um, and Conte said, okay, you're going to criticize me. Go out there and prove it. Then he went out there and he fucking proved it. He did. He got a fire in his belly. He got, he was involved in what, in two of the three goals, right? As was as was our uh, future uh, New England Revolution wingback uh, Pedro Porro, <laughs> he was involved in all three goals. Um, so my my man of the match, I would say, is probably Richarlison. Um, did you <laughs> did you see when he pointed at himself like he was going to take the penalty? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. No, so okay, he earns the penalty. He gets up the camera in uh, the U.S. The U.S. Uh, broadcast the camera pans away, and then it comes back to him, and he's kind of coming up the little hill in the back of the goal, yeah. and he's got the ball in his hand, and he looked right at Harry and went, "Me, me, me." me? <laughs> that's great. That's cute. And Harry was like, "That's cute. Give me the fucking yeah. ball." <laughs> Look, but um, I mean, to be fair, Kane <clears throat> from the penalty spot is he is just incredible. If it was a free kick, I would, if I, and I'm Richarlison taking that ball to take a free kick from outside the box. Absolutely. I'm not giving it to Kane, but from. I'd let Fraser Fraser Forster take a free kick over Kane, honestly. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Anybody I'll go take the free kick over Kane. For sure. Yeah. And that dude couldn't get back to his goal. Fraser Forster. Right. (laughs) He turns, he turns around. It's like a bus turning around in an alleyway. You're so, you're so tough on Fraser Forster, Mike. You got to lighten up on him. I know. No, he, I, I was getting to him, but go ahead. Anyway, he has a big head, like literally a big head. You're judging no, the guy's no, cranium size. Well, yeah. I mean, like he, he would not be able to fit in this hat I'm wearing right now. Boy, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, that kid was in the Mighty Ducks, too. Um, anywho, the Mighty Ducks and Mighty Ducks, too. Uh, he was in both of them. All right. Just yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> fuck, we're Pedro Poro. That dude, that dude is playing into it, and he needs games like this against. And like I said, you know, I I think I've told you guys. I think it's a false flag. This game is a false flag. It it is. We are a fucking house of cards. Everybody, we can be happy about the game as it's played, but we are a house of cards. There, there is one team right now with three games in fucking hand. There is one team with two games in hand. And one game, one team with one game in hand, and they're all on our, they're all on our asses. And guess what else? We get to play two of them. So these games that we play, uh, Southampton, uh, we play Nottingham Forest, we play Wolves. We should have fucking take advantage of that. You know, all of these teams that we're playing, we need to beat Everton. We're going to need to beat them once we come back from the break. You know it. We need to get this shit straight. Otherwise, we're going to be looking down the barrel of Jurgen Klopp's gun. Um, or you never know what happens with Graham Potter. Uh, Chelsea might just turn it around. Um, but you know, I don't think I don't think Newcastle is going to get it has a staying power. They just can't score goals. Um, but Pedro Poro 
I think is he, he needed games like this against lower competition to get into uh, one, learn the, the system and to get into the speed of the game and understand the speed of the game. He needs wide open play because um, what he showed us, you know, in that game, in that game against Nottingham Forest was really something else, man. Like he showed us what he can do when he can cross the ball. Um, he's fast. He's great on the ball. He's confident with the ball at his feet. Um, dude's like super press resistant. He did. He did give a, two balls away that were a little, you know, but um, again, I, I think it's a false flag. I think that we're in, we're still in trouble. Everybody can be happy about this, but we're still in trouble here. Uh, Fraser Forrester had, I think a pretty good game. And I know I give him a lot of a lot of shit, but um, he's filled the gaps pretty well. He uh, is doing it at least as good a job as Hugo was doing, um, if not better. He's not uh, making the silly mistakes that Hugo has made. Of no, he's, uh, he's 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 better with the ball at his feet. He's better distribution. He's he not, doesn't have the he doesn't have the leaping ability, right? Like the instinctive, you know. He doesn't necessarily need to, but like, um, I don't, Why? I don't think because he's seven foot three. Well, yeah, the, that ball, that ball that he got to the other day, <laughs> yeah, that was right in front of him that he tipped over. That was that was a pretty quick reaction for a school bus. Um, <laughs> you know, so judging. Keanu, Keanu Reeves you know, has shown us that you just can't you can't just stop a school bus, right? <laughs> wow, how, how long you, how long I, you been saving that one, Mike? That, <laughs> I don't know. I've been that, waiting. That, man. Credit where it's due. I, I think Forrester is just one of these guys who understands where he's at in his career, what his body is capable of doing, and knows well enough what he can and cannot get away with. Uh, so that makes him less risk averse. It means that he's not going out for some of these challenges where maybe you'd like him to, you know, to try to close down the angle. But at the same time, if he is well protected and he can just marshal his back line and just kind of keep things uh, steady, he doesn't do a bad job. You know, we can obviously have improvement in that position, but for a backup, he's doing exactly what you would expect of them. Just don't fuck up super badly. He was probably uh, wrong to come out for that one cross that led to the goal. But otherwise, I mean, Mike, I think you're spot on. He just, he was tidy. He did what he needed to do. And that's, that's all. I, in fact, think he has been. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of that Leicester game, I mean, maybe we took you know too much out on him for that game because the entire team was shit. But um, we we can't keep having this these type of performances on top of the very next week's garbage fucking you know throwaway performance. We can't just keep you can't keep doing this over and over and over again. You have to string wins together. You have to string points together. Otherwise, your 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 ship is going to sink, and we're right now we're still taking on water. You know, don't take your eyes off the prize. Is I guess what I'm saying. Uh, Sonny looked good. Sonny looked really good. Harry Kane looked really good. He was dropping back. I think Sonny plays better when he uh, he has somebody like Ben Davis uh, over there who doesn't who doesn't overlap on on his runs and and fill space that Sonny's normally uh, allowed to fill and 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 we talked about it before where hit Sonny's game is, is driving that ball deep into the corner and bringing it back for a cross. Sonny's game is those runs, those 
quick runs in from behind, you know, that's, that's the game Sonny plays. And, and he showed that I think to me, he showed that, yeah, it's been a shit season because he's been, been playing with Paris ish over there and they, they occupy the same spaces. I'm just going to say it. I don't know if this is a hot take, but as of right now, big daddy Davies is our best left wing back. I don't know if that's a hot take either. I mean, says has been poor. Perisic has been poor. Davies, every time he plays in that position, is serviceable. If not spectacular, he's at least not, not causing issues, right? Like he's you, doing his job. He's doing it well enough. You, you know what I wish, Steve? Did Can you just, just say, say spe- he's spectacular? No, he, he said, he's he said not, not spectacular. spectacular. Oh, 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 I thought you said if not spectacular. But he, he kind of alluded <laughs> to spectacularity. I don't know if that's there, a word or not. Steve, you know relative, what I wish we had? Relative to the other options. I wish we I wish we had like high quality graphics and we could have like this thing come in right now that was like monster truck type vibe, like hot take and have like this red <laughs> flaming thing come in like <laughs> that would be phenomenal. Um, yeah, if if any of our uh, one streamers wants to uh, wants to hook us up with some I, video support. That'd be I great. just want I, I want like one of those we will sound not bites. be able to pay you. See, right. I, I just want one of those sound bites that I can like. I want to hit a button on my keyboard that just says "Big Daddy Davies." That's right. It's spectacular, spectacular, spectacular. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Saturday. Sunday. <laughs> exactly. See oh, him against Southampton. See, here's yeah. the thing, though. Like, I think you're giving this is this, this is fun because it's Davies. Uh, that dude is as vanilla as it gets, man. Maybe, He's classic. Maybe classic he gets like a cherry. Maybe he gets like a cherry or some sprinkles on top when he gets to play uh, left wing back. No, no syrup though. Just just sprinkles, right? No, no syrup. <laughs> maybe a little bit. No, he gets he gets the crumbled up peanuts. That's what he gets on top. That's that's what he is. But you know what? You know what? If Ben <laughs> Davies, boring, if right? Ben Davies is vanilla. <laughs> Perisic and Cess this season are like those experimental flavors that some of these places do that are just fucking trash. No, they're like, like the, they're like the melted stuff in the bottom of the dispenser thing. They just, you know, it just missed the cup and yeah. The uh, molds that's accumulated in the McDonald's uh, ice cream machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mike, you, you know what I was thinking was like, you're talking about people being all up, you know, about this recent performance. And it, strangely, like, I wouldn't say I was down about it. And I wouldn't say I was pessimistic, but I was just kind of like, all right, cool. We should have won that game. I'm, I'm glad we did, but let's, Congratulations let's not, on doing let's not get too, too far out of hand. Yeah, that seems getting relegated. It, true. Here's the analogy I've come up with for myself in the moment. Um, and I, I guess, I don't know if this is an American mm-hmm. reference. I, but I'm thinking of like going to like a fair or like a carnival type, right? Like picture that vibe. I don't know what that looks like in other parts of the world, but when you go to one of those, there are these janky rides all over the place, right? Like the zipper, this is a, the type of rides that as a kid, I would go on and puke like that. I'm, those just are not my, my jam at all. Um, I feel like the old dad or even the grandfather who's like, yeah, go, go, go enjoy the ride guys. Have fun. I'm going to be here at the beer tent. Um, and you can tell me all about your ride when you get back, but I'm just going to chill and just do my, my thing. I kind of feel that way about the, the up down roller coaster, you know, excitement about a, a match like this past weekend, just not going to do it. Not going to get too high. Not going to get too low. I'm just going to drink my drink and, and have a good time. I'll be here when so, you get back. I still get excited. I mean, yeah. Oh Yeah. Like I stood up. I okay. When Harry Kane, when 
Poro put that ball in, man. Wow, what a beautiful ball, right? <clears throat> That's when, what she said. He, yeah. <laughs> um, when Poro put that ball in, um, it, it Harry Kane's header, man. I I stood up. So my mother-in-law came over this this past week uh, to watch the kids in their various sporting events, and um, she happened to be there while I was watching the game, and she didn't know what the hell was going on because I stood right up out of my chair. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, oh, my God. And Amy was like, oh, this isn't even like this isn't even bad. Yeah, this is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like fist pumping and like a high five and Lucas and like. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I tend to Beth will at, like, of course, Beth is an athlete, understands sports. But, you know, we'll be watching a game and I'm really the only one watching. She's doing something else. And, you know, as a play is developing, as like a chance is emerging. I'll just be like, ah, 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 you know, just kind of that like something's about to happen. She's like. What? What are you getting so excited about? There was no goal. I think I know there was there was the potential for a goal. That's that's yeah, what I got excited about. It's like the great ape, you know, and you're like, ooh, 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 yeah, ooh. precisely. <laughs> Look, I would be remiss. I called you an ape, yeah. You did. I'm good with that. <laughs> Call me a great ape. As long as I'm a great one. I don't, yeah. don't I want to be just an average ape. I'd rather be a great one. <laughs> I, I, I just can't finish talking about this game without mentioning. I just fucking hate John Joe Shelby. I hate him. <sighs> He sucks. He's a he's, bigger dork in a red jersey than he was in a black and white referee's jersey. God, I fucking he is just such like he's that one guy. He's not particularly like exceptional, but he's that one guy. Whenever we're playing against him, I'm just I, I just want him specifically to fail. You know, it's like him and the entire Arsenal team. Like if they just spontaneously combusted on the field, I would be fine with that. John Joe Selby absolutely sucks. But you know what doesn't suck, Dave? What doesn't suck, Steve? A good beer. A good beer makes all the difference. And you know how we find out whether or not a beer is good? There's only one way. What is it? We have to ask a question. A very specific question, unique only to this specific podcast. Nobody else asks this question anywhere else in the world. There, there is no question like this question. Well, what, what what is the question? The question is this. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Oh, well, Steve. Glad you asked that, Steve. I really love it when you ask that question. That was a hell of a windup, too, for just a quick pitch there, man. Like, well, that, I that wanted was... to accomplish two things. I wanted to get us to Hey, Mike, and I also wanted to acknowledge that John Joe Shelby fucking sucks. Well done. I mean, brilliantly crafted segue. Steve <laughs> hates people with alopecia. It's 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 fine. It's okay. Another brilliantly crafted segue is the one that Mike rides across the hospital campus when he goes to work. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. Oh. That would be great. So, and Mike, you want to take the bus? No, I'm good, guys. I'm good. <laughs> no, he needs one of those hoverboards. I, like, see yeah, this, right? I see these kids around town here with them. I don't know how you don't just, this is how I know I'm getting old. I'm sitting here like, I don't know how they don't just fall flat in their face. I saw, I saw. How do they keep that thing up? I saw a meme. It was like, it was about the, um, on the breakfast club. You remember like the teacher who ran detention on the breakfast club. I forget his <laughs> yes. name, but he's just pissed off. He's just angry. It's like, you know, you're getting old when you can start to identify with this guy. I was like, yeah, I, I kind of get that. I, I understand. I understand what that guy is thinking. Was what was that ruckus? <laughs> can you describe the ruckus? Well, I'm sorry. Um, we we've, we've distracted from a really important question. 
Today I have uh, Mayflower Brewing. I think we've done uh, Mayflower before. I think we have. Yeah. Uh, Pursuit of Sappiness, I think, is what we had. That we have. Yes. Um, This today, I I went down because I I went down to the store because I didn't have anything. Um, And I saw this and I said, boy, this looks neat. I don't like beer with fruit in it, which is weird because I'm drinking. I'm also drinking a strawberry rhubarb goza. Um, But that's incredible, by the way. Yeah. But I, I, it actually really is. Um, I'll save one for you. Uh, this is called Cordially Invited. Uh, it's a robust porter with raspberry. That's a, even if it's a bad beer, that's a fantastic name. I really like that. Yeah. yeah that's it, good. No, I mean, the label looks great. It looks wonderful. I hope it tastes like a cordial. I think cordial is usually made with cherries, but um, we'll pop that open. This is uh 7.5% alcohol in the porter. Ooh, that smells that smells lovely. I like porters. I do. Often often overlooked. Yeah, they are. Um, they look like oil, like motor oil, but they taste like heaven. Oh, this one poured nicely, boys. That's pretty nice, pretty caramel head on there. Mm-hmm. That's more, that's a caramel head. That's not a biscuit head. Not a biscuit head. That's caramel. It's a good distinction to have. It's like whole wheat toast you got going on there. (laughs) Yeah. David is fucking toast. In his box, in his box wine that he's still drinking. Actually, tonight's from a bottle. Oh, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I almost brought the bottle up with me to prove it to you, but I'm just telling you. You should try the, uh, you should try the Apothic wines. They're all good. I have. Yeah, I've got every single one of them. Oh, yeah. Every single one of them are good. All right. Here we go, kids. I'm, I don't know uh, where we're going to go with this. I don't want to uh, present any kind of uh, thought provoking, uh, you know, ratings from you guys. So I'm, I'm just going to go with it and I'm, I'm not going to make any faces. But yeah, right. By the description and by the look of it, I think this is going to be a good one. We get good mustache retention there for Mike. That's always good. All good right, sign. Right. This is where Mike goes. Wow, that's a pretty good beer. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that that's exactly what it's he was going to say. Pre- it was precisely what he was going to say. <laughs> that's a pretty goddamn good beer. There you go. Um, it is. I th- I think there's one thing with it that that you know. You could have one or two of these without like going, all right, I need something a little lighter, but. Oh, the fruit is so good. The raspberry, you can really taste that raspberry. It tastes like chocolate covered raspberries. Mm, I can see that. It really does. But not not too much, not too much fruitiness, not too much sweetness. You can still taste the raspberry right now. Um, it's It's a pretty goddamn good beer. It's just, I think it's overly fruited. There is a beer advocate for review for this, Ooh. just so we're aware. Well, Mike contemplates. Let's hear it. So it is, it is definitely dark. It's coffee. It is yeah. chocolate. Yeah, I see that. Oh, it is It is good, man. Go ahead, Steve. Read this. This is this reviewed by Rug. Yes, Rug. With um, one, G, one G or two? One G. Um, okay. Rug, Rug from Massachusetts writes, "Tis the season for raspberry stouts." Wait a minute! This is a raspberry robust porter. 
It's a refreshing change of pace to have the adjunct over the slightly lighter base, so I just had to grab this when I saw it. Let's get into it. Pours a very dark brown with three fingers of rocky tan head that's rocky tan, rocky tan. To a I, I don't know, pack. I kind of like my whole wheat toast or uh, <laughs> caramel and leaves <laughs> a nice lacing. The nose feels very light. The raspberry is present, but there's a nice gentle roast behind it. I'm picking up on aromas of jammy raspberry, milk chocolate, light roast coffee, dark toast, toffee, light vanilla, and a touch of cherry. It remains delicate and balanced in taste. It's quite nice. On the front end of the sip, I'm tasting dark bread, milk chocolate, tart raspberry, sweet vanilla, toffee, and light roast coffee. The Swallow brings notes of cocoa powder, medium roast coffee, jammy raspberry, tart right. cherry, right. Rug needs to, dark needs toast, to. light molasses, and toffee. Eat a bag of something, Rug. That's that's way too much, man. Come on. <laughs> I think we need we need a, a sound for that, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, my Rug. God. Oh, so he's God. got... <clears throat> From now so on, every overly dramatic review, we're going to call it like a rug. A rug. rug. That beer rug. got rugged. Oh, God. Um, so that dude has <laughs> tasting notes, but he's got all of them. Front mouth and swallow notes, too. I'm assuming this what? dude knows how to swallow. Um, how do you know it's a dude, actually? That's a rather uh, gender biased opinion. When you say it is Mike. a gender biased opinion, cultural appropriation uh, last week, gender biased commentary this you week. You know, I, I think Mike, that what's the deal? I just that's a no, whole other canceled. segment. That's a whole other segment. <laughs> that's a whole other segment. Coming, up, coming soon, deal. everybody. Coming soon. <laughs> Get the big stamp on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is a fun one today, guys. I really appreciate this. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like I, this guy's a douchebag. I don't understand why people have to do this. Like, you take that much time. Like, I, I guess we take that this much time out of our day to. To I, I think we've gotten away true. from here, but there is the chocolate there. There is. The, I don't know where he gets cherries. I don't taste cherries. I taste raspberries. A lot of raspberries. Um, and I do get the chocolate. I get the coffee. You know that it's what you get in a robust porter. I think on its own without the without the cherries or the cherries raspberries, uh, this is still a good porter. I mean, mm. it's perfect. It's it really is. Uh, it's perfectly drinkable. It is so smooth, yet it's got a lot of carbonation that you get in a porter. You know, you know, outside of a stout, stouts are generally smoother, less carbonation. Mm -hmm. um, port your porters are like big robust dark ales right um this this thing is fantastic um 3.9 oh dave so, so close, close. 3.8 was was my call so close yeah we're dialing in steve we're dialing in <clears throat> um i'll tell you what mike i mean maybe the the biggest compliment i could give you i don't know about up up your way but we got a snowstorm coming tonight and tomorrow probably gonna get a foot plus we're so not getting anything nothing huh so like three inches gonna, three inches it's gonna be a snowy you know one of those types of days i haven't had a porter in a long long time but you have made me want to dig into my fridge and see if i got one hiding back there because 
you've described what sounds very tasty. Yeah. What I, about I mean, the uh, rugs description about the three different kinds of toast and coffee? You know, I do have toast and I do have coffee, so I guess I'm on, on board with a rug on that. Just, just throw yeah. that in a blender. I was just going to say, throw it in a blender. Throw it in a blender. With a seltzer. There you go. Carbonate up a little bit. And then you got this beer. You got this beer. <clears throat> but but the notes were on the front of my tongue and not the back of my tongue. The notes are all over. True. It's you put the, you put it in your mouth. It's on the front, the back, and the fucking back when you swallow it. What a douchebag, man. Like, I don't understand. Why do people have to do that? Why do they take the time out of their day to go and write a review like that? Like, they're going to get some sort, maybe they get some sort of personal satisfaction out of it. Fine. If it makes them feel better, good. But, like, these dudes go on there and they write reviews like they're, like they're going to affect the way that this brewery makes their beer. Maybe dudes. No, I say, dudes. okay, dude. See? I say dude all the time. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. I see Everybody's dudes. Everybody's a dude. Yeah, everybody's a dude. All right. Do you, do you say that to your wife? You call your wife a dude? Hey, dude. If you do, you're a dumbass. So I'm going to nah, ask you that question nah. again. Yeah. My, my son called me bro the other day. <laughs> my, my, Isaac called me a dude uh, a couple weeks back. He goes, whatever, dude. I'll tell you what, yeah. my, my son said he, he pulled the dude on me and look i i get i get it but i was on him about something he's like dude I, i'm like you don't dude me I'm, I'm not a dude when we're having this conversation if we're, we're talking about something cool i can be your dude but i'm not your, i'm your dad right now not your dude yeah dude not da- dad not dude <laughs> there you go all right so uh yeah i'll give you a song uh and you know what and this one is so good that it's i'm, I'm gonna give you prince's raspberry beret yeah I'm going to do it. Did I call it? Yeah. That's a first. (laughs) This is obvious. This is obvious. Wicked Spursy first. (laughs) (laughs) This This is an obvious one, right? I mean, for me, it's an obvious one. I like this beer a lot. Raspberry Beret is a phenomenal song. Most Prince songs are phenomenal songs, but yeah. Yeah. Working all night, five and dime. Oh, my my favorite one is uh, Sexy Motherfucker. That's a good one. Yeah. Mine is Kiss. Kiss is my favorite song. Kiss. Oh, boy. What a fun day. Thanks, guys. Very nice. Hey, that was Mayflower Brewing. Cordially invited. We did pretty well on the rating. Actually, Steve, this was my night, man. I almost nailed the rating, and I did predict the song. I don't know that there's anything else I can do this evening. And the beer's gone before the end of the segment. <laughs> and the beer's gone before the end of the segment. That that's a that's an accomplishment. So Steve, let's go back over to you, man. I, my work is done here. What uh, where you want to take us? I mean, I guess we can look at uh, what's coming ahead this weekend. Southampton. That should be one of those games that on paper we win, right? So so obviously, what I'm expecting is a painful performance that. Uh, wraps up with a James Ward Prowse free kick in like the 80 something minute to steal three points from us. And then one, one nil loss. Is that what you're calling? One nil loss off of a free kick that was conceded in a position that had absolutely no business, uh, you know, with our de- uh, defenders fouling in that area there, you know, I want them to just do what they're supposed to do and get the win, right? But I think we've been at this long enough this season to understand what is expected of the team isn't always what the team is going to produce. 
Um, I think Mike was spot on with his false flag narrative earlier. I think that that is more of an anomalous situation. I would absolutely love for the team to prove me wrong, to prove us wrong, and put up a performance, get another multi-goal win, uh, comfortable, defensively solid. But it just, to me, it feels like they're getting our hopes up and then we're just going to crash and burn. And then it's going to be the same for, Oh, well, we got to do better. We got to show up in these games. It's like, yeah, no shit. You've been saying the same thing all season and nothing Mm -hmm. has changed. I don't think anything will change. I'm preparing myself for the worst. I'm hoping Mm -hmm. for the best, but I'm expecting the worst. Steve, I'm with you. I, it's kind of like, I love you, but I know who you are and I know how you are. And I'm going to expect you to be who you are. Mike, what do you think? That's something you say to like a girl you're breaking up with or a significant other that you're breaking up with. It's definitely you. Or one of, or one of your brothers. I love you. Or one of your brothers or sisters. I love you, but I know who you are. Yeah, I think it's a brother or sister type of vibe, right? Like it's a, yeah. it's a familial love, but dude, I'm not putting up with your shit anymore. Just, just get your stuff together and we can be cool. That, that's the vibe I'm feeling. That's the thing. Cause you can't really just leave your brother or sister behind. No, you really can't. You're, you're kind of like not married to them, but you, you, you're, you're connected in a way that, you know, unless, unless there's a, 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 a serial killer situation or a, uh, a, <laughs> just oh, something really egregious or, or right? they're going yeah. or they're going to jail for something that's really really fucking yeah. terrible like uh you know uh maybe they're a nazi that's another way you can maybe get they're not these are the circumstances where mike these are the circumstances where you can get rid of your brother sister <laughs> uh an ex significant other an ex partner kick him to the curb find a new one yeah it's true you know what i loved you but I'm moving yeah. over here. No, that you know, the love is the love is it's it's alive. It's ongoing. Yeah. When we it, chose, you're not feeling it until you get your shit together. That's, yeah. that's just how it goes. Right. We chose Tottenham Hotspur. We did. We have. We're sticking with this fucking thing. Some now, would say. Some would say Tottenham chose us. Right. It, that, it, that. That's right. It, and it's gonna be. Uh, it, it's gonna. You know, I have found in my life that um, sometimes I I see my son kind of. Maybe he's straying away a little bit. He's he sees other players he likes, right? Yeah. And I said, it's okay to window shop. But I got stuck into this, and it's your fault. You're coming along with the ride with me for this ride. <laughs> you don't have a choice. I'm not no, I like I am not gonna go buy him uh, a Leeds jersey. No, because no, there's no, lots no. of Americans. If he wants a Leeds jersey, he can buy the Leeds jersey. That's you know that's what he said. He, he did say he did say. He goes, Dad, I love Spurs. And I said, that's wonderful. Thank you. I do too. They make me mad very often. He said, yes. He said, I sometimes have to go downstairs and play FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. a conversation in the car. He's, he's learning. He's learning what it yeah. takes. And then he said, but you know what? I really want to go to a Leeds game. It looks really fun. And I said, I bet it really is fun there. I bet it's really dangerous too. Because <laughs> Leeds fans are fucking crazy. All of them, but that said, uh, I, I think that I think that Southampton. What I said about the false flag and and all that, I think we still beat Southampton. It's the it's the um, I think, and I think that also that Southampton crawls out of the basement. Um, 
because I think I think we see possibly Leeds, possibly uh, I think Bournemouth stays out. Um, but Southampton is a team that I think we should beat on paper and we will beat. I think that, um, and, and for no other reason than the fact that we have a little bit of attitude now. You know, this isn't Liverpool beating Manchester United fucking 18 to one or whatever it was. This is, this is Spurs finding a little bit of, uh, a little bit of bravado, a little bit of, a, a little bit of the kind of, kind of a, a little bit of fire, you know, they're going to catch that fire and, and they're going to go with it for a little bit. And then we're going to get a week off and come back and, that's when the real team is going to show up. So that real team is either going to show up against Everton or they're going to fucking back down, end up with a draw or a loss. But I think we, I think we beat Southampton. I don't think it's easy, but I think if they don't want to park the bus and they let us play as wide open as Nottingham Forest does did, um, there's nothing that James Ward Prowse can do to, to stop that. Um, outside of get a free kick at the at you know in midfield and score it, because <laughs> that, that's what that fucking guy does. Tubey has never done that before, right? Boy, he hit the fucking woodwork again this week. He did. Okay. He's he's very good at that. Yeah. Why don't, that, we, that, that why don't we why don't we just process. go out and get him and Madison solve all well, our problems? Well, we've only been talking about that for five years at Spurs. Five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, before back you when, know it, back when Deli Alley was good friends with Madison, you know, back in back yeah, in those days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember that guy. Deli Alley. We're going to be talking about getting Danny Ings again, you know. Um, but I, I think we beat Southampton. Um, I don't, I don't think they were especially great defensively, um, and I don't think they have a lot on the attack. Um, they were, they've kind of been a joke, but you know, new manager. Um, I, I think they crawl out of the basement and I think they have uh, um, kind of a rebirth as a club. And, uh, and I think they get it figured out. So that, that game's going to, that game's going to tell the tale. Um, well, the, the Everton game will tell the tale, but this game, I, I think we win. We get the three points and we stay in fourth place. And sure. I would just, I would just love to see the other two, uh, you know, falter a little bit. Wouldn't that be fun? It would Steve. even be it would be even more fun if uh, Manchester United faltered. It would. Hey, we're 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 on. And see, here's the thing. I hate to say it, we're on their tail. You know, we're like I, I saw I again. Saw we don't deserve said, to be, and we sh- and we're no. we're not really it because the they also undeserved. have a game in hand. Yeah, true, true, true. Steve, give me some closing thoughts, man. R- wrap us up. Send us out of here. Well, just to piggyback off that last comment, it'll be interesting to see what happens with United with Casemiro out for four games uh they're not particularly challenging games necessarily but um i i feel like i was reading some stat <laughs> earlier that was like you know manchester united when they don't have casemiro performs far worse than when he is in the team so it'll be interesting to see if they're able to you know keep getting these results um they had a, a from their perspective an unfortunate draw to southampton another reason why we shouldn't just chalk it off as an expected win um so they had that they they're without casemiro for four games i think one of those is an fa cup game anyway um but 
you never know. The point is in this league, getting so close to the end of the season, you never know what's going to happen. The teams need to show up. They need to get the results when they can. And if they don't do it, there's nobody to blame but themselves, right? Like, I don't want to hear um, in a few weeks anybody on the team going, oh, well, if only Liverpool lost their games in hand or if only United collapsed or if this, if that. The only people who are responsible for the position that we're in are the players on the field and the coach who's got one foot out the door. That's it. Um you know, I've mentioned it before. I've, I've pretty much chalked the season up. If we get top four, great. If not, I'm looking forward to starting fresh next year with a new coach, hopefully a new philosophy, new way of play. Um, and honestly, without really any expectations, right? Like, I think it'd be nice for us to go into a season with somebody who doesn't have this massive expectation of them already right out the gate, Um who knows what's going to happen. I'm just going to take it one game at a time and see what happens uh, this weekend at Southampton. Fair enough. Mike, how about you? Close the thoughts. He's getting there. <laughs> Mike, I, I. Oh, he's I, muted. <laughs> but, but is he? I, I, I can't. He doesn't look muted. Oh, he's now frozen. he's frozen. I wasn't frozen. <laughs> the gears are turning too much. No, I was trying. I was, no, I was trying to uh, make up for the fact that I was uh, muted the whole time. Um, Antonio Antonio Conte is uh, doing exactly what we expected him to do. Uh, exactly what we knew he was going to do, um, and you know he he goes and burn. He goes to teams. He gets them to uh, the highest position he thinks he can get them to. And then when things start to falter and, and other teams start to figure out his system, um, he inevitably throws players under the bus. He throws the club under the bus. He blames everybody but Antonio Conte. Um, and, you know, he's, he's an ego-driven guy. I mean, a lot of, you know – professional athletes and coaches are ego-driven people but <clears throat> he's never he's the type of guy who will never admit fault okay uh which is why he did what he did when he came out and said that richarlison wasn't ca- criticizing him he was criticizing you antonio yeah he um, was <laughs> um he was 100%. it takes it takes a special kind of like thinking you're above everybody else when you can be criticized and be like Oh no, he wasn't talking about me like that. That's right. special. Yeah. He was talking about yeah. the other Conte, right? So Antonio Conte, uh, it, you know, he's like I said, he's doing exactly what we knew he was going to do. So Spurs fans need to sit back and shut the fuck up on social media and shut the fuck up and just watch the games. Don't sit there and stew about oh Antonio Conte is letting us down. Oh, Antonio Conte, blah, 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 blah. We knew this was going to happen. That's like that's like you telling your kid, hey, uh, don't get so close to that flame. It's really fucking hot. What do they do? Inevitably, the kid touches the fire or touches the thing that is hot, right? And then he's yeah. like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. Yeah, well, no shit. Yeah, no shit. It's hot. I told you it was hot. Guess what? Every 
goddamn Italian and Chelsea fan told us was going to happen. They told us that inevitably he was going to flip the fuck out when things weren't going his way. Mm -hmm. And guess what happened? It did. So we cannot sit here as Spurs fans and constantly blame, play the blame game. He's not coming back next year, no matter what position we end up in in the league. If we end up in fourth, we're going to probably get Mauricio Pochettino, which I think is a mistake. Uh, never go back. Never, never, never go back. You were look ahead. No, yeah, forward. look forward. Never go back. Um, never give up. Never I, surrender. It. I mean, it's it's worked. It's worked before, but it, we can't go back because what happens if Pochettino comes and he's not successful? Oh, we'll that for, alive. That forever stains stains his legacy with the club. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to look back and say, this guy was great once. He sucks now, but he was great once. Um, he got us, he, he got us to the point where we were competing and we were a big club and or we were acting like a big club until we weren't. And he got pushed and he got pushed around as a manager, as a young manager. Mm -hmm. um, as much as I would love for Poch to come back and, you know, for dad to come back it's it's not it's not going to happen or and if it does i wish him the best but I, I i i think it will fall apart and we'll end up looking badly upon this uh but conte is gone and and i think we need to look forward and spurs fans need to stop bitching and complaining about the product on the field um unless it's something that has to do with the players not giving the effort which we saw in Milan, which we saw in both Milan games, and and we saw in Leicester at the in the Leicester game, you know, players not giving a shit, and and but to me this season, it, it has to do with the coaching. It has to do with the coach, and I think he's lost the locker room, and so now it's up to the players to come out and say, we need to do this, and I think we saw a little bit of that, you know, but we have to continue to look forward and stop bitching about decisions the coach has made. Bitch, all, bitch all you want about Davinson Sanchez for Kulisowski. It, it doesn't, in the end, it doesn't matter. Because that this coach is gone. The season is probably over. If we finish top four, cool. But that's that. Yep, I'm with you there. And I, I flash back to Steve's, I think it was last week, Steve, you pulled some data about... Um, Coaches returning for a second stint. And what did you say? They do like on average 8% less. Worse, yeah. Yeah, 8% worse than they, than they did on their first stint. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Gentlemen, I think we're good. This was a fun <clears throat> time tonight. Look at us. Indeed. Right, right on the hour mark, wrapping things up. Very impressive. Um, we had a good, hey, Mike, what you drinking? We had some good takes. We we got some, uh, we need a new graphics department to get us set up with all the all the cool screenshots that we're looking for we do as we, as we go away steve what would you say as one final comment to people don't be an asshole i like that and and michael how about you be safe everyone and up the spurs coys 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 that's what i'm talking about